Hey guys, we are still enjoying the vacation and having a great summer, but we wanted to bring you this rewind today. Don't forget, we will be back on August 4th with some new content. See you then. The podcast you are about to listen to is explicit and may not be suitable for children. Some content may be triggering and graphic. These stories are real. And as we all know, real can sometimes be hard to look at. However, it is necessary for healing and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I am Lori. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed, Lori, and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Lori, Ed, and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. So, how was everybody's week? Mine's been pretty good. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've been doing fun stuff with sparkly stuff, and we all know that I like glitter and sparkles, so I've been creating a sparkly table. Uh, We've been moving forward on the shop, thank goodness, because I've had so many holdups there. Yeah. And that's been rough on me. Um, I got my little goat that had been sick. He's back to a really good place. That's awesome to hear. Um, And, I mean, he's still not moving full throttle ahead. Yeah. But he's... His tail's up and straight nice. and not off to the side anymore, <laughs> not pouting. So it's not down like right. it was. And like Jason was visiting him and he goes, his tail is up and kind of quirked to the side. Aww. I don't know what's going on with that. And I said, he's pouting. He's not quite all the way better, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Is he still in the house? Do you still have him in the house? No, he's outside with he's his best with friend. Okay. Yeah. And that was really important. So I've had all of those good things, which have felt really good because he... Sydney was a big point of issue for me. Right. So getting him to a place of of being good is, yeah. is a big thing. And then the fun stuff of the table, the projects that I'm doing. So I have creativity. to ask you yeah. about your glitter obsession. Yeah. Have you ever seen the YouTube videos of the guy that makes glitter bombs? Oh my no. gosh. Oh no. You should totally check this out. So the guy... What he does is he makes glitter bombs for porch pirates. You know what that is, right? No. So a porch <laughs> pirate is what they call the people that go around collecting Amazon packages off your porch for you. Yeah. So uh-huh. they steal these packages, yeah. right? And then they get them back home and it's like outfitted on the inside with all kinds of cameras and stuff. So you can actually see what's happening. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they're opening it and they're trying to figure out and they get to a certain point and it just explodes everywhere. Oh, I love everywhere. that. Everywhere. You they, should totally check it out. They totally get what they deserve. You should yeah. totally check that out. Yeah. You would love it because it is. It's glitter. It just goes everywhere. And so <laughs> many people have an aversion to glitter too. Well, like, 
like that's what do they call it? The herpes of the craft world. That's right? what they call it. Yes, that. craft herpes. They say and things like that. I yeah. had a friend in high school that just one. No, um, I had a friend in high school. One friend who had a birthday party. We had uh, like glitter, and then also in with that was like the the little happy birthday confettis as well. And for three years later, we were still finding every once in a while we were in the, in the, the den and we'd you know watching TV or whatever and something be poking somebody and they'd be like, and it would be a happy birthday glitter, uh, you know, happy birthday yeah. confetti oh or God. a piece of glitter that was like, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, still three years later. Yeah, see, that wouldn't bother me at all. I know, because, <laughs> because your middle name is glitter, you know? <laughs> when Michael was in high school... The girl that he had he had been dating for a couple of years, they were getting ready for prom. Yeah. So she came to my house, and of course I love doing people's makeup and hair and yeah. stuff. So, so I was doing all of that, and she liked sparkly, glittery, shiny things uh-huh. too. So we glittered her all up, and she had this beautiful little, like the dust that you can get that yeah. ever so it just gives like a little bronzy. Yeah, a little sheen. So we 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 dusted her shoulders and stuff, and but she her dress had like this pattern along the back of it that came all the way around actually but she sat in the chair and it came off on the chair oh no and it sort of like embedded itself into the (laughs) into like the urethane because the chairs that i have are actually varnished they're old they're that old and so it sort of embedded itself in there and people would come up and be like there's glitter on the back of the chair and i'm like i know it's from this many years ago and this many years ago and like whenever you wash the chair or whatever, some of it might come off, but most of it would just like push in deeper because right. when you're washing it, that varnish softens up a little bit. Yeah. So it kind of goes in a little bit deeper. And I mean, it's only been recently that I'm not seeing any glitter on that chair anymore. Right. And Time to put more on there. I know. And my right. son's like 32, but it never bothered me. And other people would be like, oh, I'd be scraping that off. Oh, Why? God, no. No, it's glitter. No, it's, it's pretty. I, it's I, it's I like amazing glitter. I haven't done all the other chairs to match it, honestly. Right? <laughs> right. But, yeah. So, uh, I've had a really supportive week, um, which has been really kind of cool. My my general MO is to, like, kind of hide behind a mask when it comes to, like, being depressed and whatnot. And I've, I've been very forward with it, but not, you know, not, like, in your face. So, I had, like, three events this week. Um, my next-door neighbor actually got a hummingbird feeder for his side of the porch and uh we were watching the hummingbirds and so like a couple of days later he texted me and said i got a little one for you too so hopefully you'll have some hummingbird friends yeah that's some happiness. nice i'm like that's really nice and you have had multiple because uh, like, I'm, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at them. i'm sitting yeah and like there's these two that just keep coming back and forth and they're beautiful they are yeah. I, well so when i usually edit the podcast uh and do the stuff on on the on the the computer i am sitting where i'm sitting where i'm sitting which is back to the window but because that's been there i've been sitting where you're sitting so that i can oh, look yeah, up and kind of see like it a, nice. yeah, kind of nice it's very pretty and nice. uh, so that was really cool i went and paid rent and my landlord out of the blue just asked how i was doing cuz he was a little concerned about me and i'm not sure why he never mentioned why but i told him what was going on for me and we had this lovely very supportive wonderful conversation um, you it know, must have been very validated. It was. It really was to have this. I mean, he's my landlord, but I've been here for less than a year. We don't have a lot of of talk. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like he doesn't know me all that well. So right. it was really kind of cool. And then lastly was a funny, but not a funny. I woke up late for work. My uh, my phone died. It didn't. Oh, no. I, I didn't didn't plug it in. And I wake up at like 
five o'clock in the morning usually anyway just and then I roll over and uh, and go back to sleep and so I did that and waited for my alarm while I fell back asleep there was no alarm I'm supposed to be there at seven I woke up at 7 30 have a panic attack <laughs> right uh, and like yeah, and then, yeah. and then touching my my phone to see if that really is the time and uh, realized it was dead when it came back on I had uh, texts from my from the worker that I the person I was supposed to relieve um, and then of course my manager and then uh, one of the the other workers that goes in just after I do and then I had a couple of, of um, calls and, and call mails and you know in my thought pattern because of the way that I view the world and especially where I am right now I think oh god everybody's gonna hate me and I'm this and I've like <laughs> let everybody down because I you know and all of this every single one of them was are you okay are you okay we're just concerned about you are you okay and it went so far as to uh, my manager actually called the lady that was going in after me yeah. uh, to see where she was. Because if she had not left the house yet, she lives close enough to me. She was going to have her come to see, make sure I was okay. So, like, I mean, that really is, that was just very, very supportive. Yeah. And made me feel really good about about life, you yeah. know, about where I am right now. Even though I'm not, it's not optimum, but I have people that care about me. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of cool. It's a nice reminder when you're in a space where you don't necessarily feel that so much it's right. nice to see it at least it really really is it really is so jason how so, about you <clears throat> i actually learned something about myself this week Ooh, which is amazing because i love that when that happens right yeah so i have told people for years you know when we're talking about stuff that like i have music that plays in my head mm-hmm. yeah like all the time yeah. yeah there's music in my head and everybody's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we get songs stuck in our head too. It's you know, not the same thing. It's not that kind of a thing. Like, it's like, it's different than that. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just, it's always there. Yeah. You know, it's never not there. It's right. not invasive. It's pleasant. I don't mind. I like music, so mm-hmm. it's there. And is it like, is it like songs that you know, or is it like music you've it's never heard It's just music, before? right? Both. Oh, okay. So Both. it could be either. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, sometimes it's something just random and you know music and then sometimes it's like things that I've heard or I know yeah so I mean it, it can be both so I was reading through Facebook Ooh, <laughs> I, this is a dangerous place already yeah and then I found this thing that talked about musical hallucination oh and I was like oh that's interesting I uh-huh. what that is so I looked into <laughs> it and got to Eventually, I got to actual information about it. Uh-huh. Right. So the actual information that I got from it was through the um, British University of Science and Behavioral Studies. Mm-hmm. And this is what they basically talk about. So music hallucinations are an actual thing where you're actually hearing music. It's a type of tinnitus. Oh, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, it happens in people that have brain injuries. And it happens in 70% of the cases, they have no idea why it happens. It just happens. Uh-huh. Right. And the other part is uh, OCD. Ah. So it's probably, like, I have OCD. Right. Yeah, it's probably related to that. Mm-hmm. It's probably related to that. So it was cool to get, like, this super validating information. Yeah, like, absolutely. This is actually a thing. Like, yeah. I'm right. not just crazy and, you know, like, whatever. I think yeah. that other people don't, like... I know some people that are not experiencing what I'm experiencing. Right. You know what I mean? They get songs stuck in their head. Right. And, like, 
it's different, but there's no re, you know, there's no explanation of it right, being different absolutely. and whatever. So for a long time, it's been like very awkward for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because you've wondered. Right. Well, exactly. And it's and hard to find somebody who can actually relate. Exactly. And everybody wants to pretend that they know what it is. Exactly. And, and <laughs> it's just, it's, so it's cool that I now have this big, long article on tinnitus. Yeah. Specifically musical hallucinations caused by tinnitus. That is. Huh. So, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that there was, and they, they actually had a, I, there was a hospital show, and I don't remember which one it was. It was one of those doctor shows. Like House or something. Something like that, like yeah. that yeah. And uh, they had, it was, they did a musical number, like a musical episode. And they did it, that in House. It maybe was yeah, House, because yeah. that is one of the shows I that I really like. Show. <laughs> and me too. And it was because the, the person who, the, the patient, had this disorder. Everything they heard with, was musical. Everything they heard is musical. And this right. actually exists where people who, you know, if you're talking to me or I'm speaking to you, you hear it as me singing. Right. You know. Oh, that yeah, that's so that's yeah. super right. cool too. And I know that that's not what you were right. going through. Right. No, but, no, that's but, more akin to um like people that when you talk they see color. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, when they see color they taste it. Yeah. Like, that's really gross. I would hate to be that person, but there are those people out there that everything they taste. Yeah. Yeah. So like if I see some gross guy at the grocery store, I'm gonna involuntarily start to taste what I think that tastes like. Yeah. So on the <laughs> I do not wanna do that at all. Right? Like I, I would hate do that. to have that. That's not a gift I want. So <laughs> I, I love my other gifts, that I don't want. Right, yeah, yeah no, that'd be no. Uh, <laughs> I read that someplace that if you look at something that you're and I don't know how true this is, it's just, just something again yeah. a Facebook thing. That if you look at something you can Imagine your brain can automatically pull up what it would feel like to run your tongue across it. Not necessarily the taste, but like how it would feel like if you had it in your mouth. Like huh. if you look at like the clock, you know, the piece of wood, yeah. you know, you can kind you of can feel anticipate that. the texture. Yeah, you can completely anticipate yeah. the texture. Huh. And I'm like, I, it's not quite the same thing, but I'm thinking. Yeah, I could imagine some grody, it, like right. hairy skin. I yeah. just did it. I just like I was just like <laughs> really. I was, Who did you lick? I I licked his cupboard. I licked the I licked, licked the, the lamp, cupboard? and then I licked this. I yeah, licked no, the I can cell. totally see that. You can yeah. anticipate yeah. what things are. Yeah. Going so that kind of gives you an idea. Like if you were to continue to do that yeah. and live like that, you could kind of have the idea of what it would be like to live with a person as a person who could anything that you see, you automatically right. have a flavor that comes along with it. Yeah, they can do. It's kind of so. Here's another like thing that I've seen, and magicians use it a lot. Yeah. But it's actually also it's a reverse engineered from what they're using for amputee patients. Yeah. Oh. Is that like if you put your hand out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they put a mirror, and they cover your hand and put a different hand here. Yeah. Right. It's not your hand, but it's right. covered where your hand is. Yeah. They can make that hand. You will feel what they do to that hand. Really, yes, so you're, because your brain that makes so much right. sense. Makes it that, yeah. Right, and amputee patients when they get shadow pain, right? Yeah. What they do is they show them the part of their leg. They put a mirror so that they can see that their leg is not there. Yeah, and within seconds, that shadow pain will go away. That, now there are awesome. there are pervasive shadow pains which is a totally different thing mm -hmm. yeah that almost becomes a psychological disorder right but 
these, you know, just the, the general amputee having those shadow pains, that yeah. typically will resolve it. Just putting a mirror there so that their brain can see that their leg stops at this point. Yeah. Look makes... how powerful the mind is. Well, yeah. I, that, I, I mean, it's the most powerful part of... It's so cool. And it's your kinesthesis, you know, like where you know your body is in the thing is learned but is becomes subconscious brain stuff. So like it Yeah, it's autonomic. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. makes perfect sense that like once you realize that it's not there, the brain can finally most yeah. of the time can finally make that connection. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, you can that do it cool. either way. You can add things or take things away. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. And I love yeah. what you found out about the music in your head. I'm so glad that that <laughs> I love that. What's playing because, today, Jason? Right? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, when you have those things that sound yeah. like what other people think they've got going on and you know it's not, because I have music playing in my head all the time, but I'm not hearing music. Right. Like I'm It's hearing, not like I'm I, actually hearing the I'm musical bells. I'm hearing something kind of oriental right now. Yeah. Like drums and like... Yeah, Man, and you're actually oh, hearing it. Sitars. Sitars, yep. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm... What... So you've got this going on, and you know it's unique. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I've got songs in my head all the time, too. Yeah. No, this is so validating. Yeah, very really validating. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Really it's cool. always really good when you can have something like and that And it's validated. such a beautiful thing. I've never not wanted it. Right. You know what right. I mean? I love it. Yeah. I was going to ask you, because like, for me, as a, as a musician and as a composer, I, I'm like... I kind of would think that that was kind of cool. Oh, absolutely. Like, I love you know, music. As long that as it is... didn't become a distraction. You know what I mean? Sometimes, um, like, when I used to be creating a lot of music, you know, either yep. singing or playing instruments, oftentimes I would be able to separate those out. So I could play like the regular one, but I could also hear what you could like rift above it. Kind that's of. awesome. So that's and a that gift. helped me a lot. Yeah, that helped me a lot. So that's a huge gift. Yeah, that's cool. No, it is. It's super cool. Yeah, it's super cool, and it's super cool. That it's an actual thing. Yeah, right. It's being studied. Yeah. You know? I don't think I'd ever want it taken away. Right. But Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yep. It's nice to get diagnosed with good things from time to time. Right. It's time to strap in for this week's deep dive. So here we are. We're in the third part of this three-part explanation of the Eightfold Path. Um... Just to review what we've done so far, we've got right view. Right view is seeing things as they are. It's seeing things without the judgment and being aware of the judgment you have walking in to make sure that you're not having that filter what you're seeing. You know, it would be walking into a situation wanting to be right. You know, everything is going to be filtered through that wanting to be right. So instead you walk into a situation to gain information from it, to learn from it, so that you then can incorporate that and make decisions. Uh, the next one is right thought. And right thought, uh, this is something we had talked about in a few episodes ago now, um, is that both and thinking. So I am, you know, we've used this one right along. I am the person that flips you off because you pass me too fast, and I'm the person that has the peace and love bumper sticker. 
and both of those people are the same and deserve love, right? So it's the acceptance of who you are, the good, the bad, the shadow, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't have a label because it now is just who you are and you love that. Uh, the next three we did in the last episode are the actions surrounding this. So the first one is right speech. Um, and then we talked about the meme that is very popular out there that is a really, really good representation of this. And that's, is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? So those are the three things you want to run thing, you know, run through before you speak. Um, and that can look different for everybody. So it's important not to connect judgment to this is the right way to say something, but instead this was right for me to say this. Um, then you've got right action. Right action is, you know, you refrain from things that involve um, killing and you refrain from things that you feel bad about afterwards as long as you're walking into them with consciousness. Without consciousness, you may feel bad about lots of things, but this would be walking into a situation, being able to use those first two rights of seeing it, understanding that there are multiple layers to everything, and then responding in a way that you maybe don't like. That would be when you're in conflict with right action. So right action would be to act in a way that you then walk away and still consciously see the environment, persons, for what it is. Now, the last one is right livelihood. Right livelihood is really just about you feeling good about what you do. Our vocational time takes up a lot of our lives and you want to feel good about what the product is, what the results are. Um, it's not about feeling good in every single action, you know, or every day at work. It's not about that. It's about feeling good about what you do, how you support your community or how you support um, the larger community. So that's really what right livelihood is about when at the end of the day you feel good about what you do and you feel like it contributes so we're gonna have we've got three more to do um who wants to lead off with right effort so uh right effort is um the energetic will to prevent evil and unwholesome states of mind from arising it is uh to get rid of such evil and um, that has already come up within within the person within mankind and also to produce and cause good things yeah. so that is it's it's the will to do it the want to do it yeah exactly exactly it's uh, we had talked in <clears throat> the previous episode about the right action and how that can look different for each person and how um, our actions can change over time. And that's what this one is. This is the actions that change over time. It's the effort, the consistency of showing up on either side of that interaction every time to say, is this what it is? Is this what it really is? Is there truth in here? Is there judgment in here? Um, 
if that interaction felt uncomfortable, why did it feel uncomfortable? Where was I at? Where were my intentions? Um, the right effort is really that. It's the willingness to continue to go back to that over and over and over until you're dead. You know, right <laughs> yes. effort right. Yes. is I'm going to show up and I'm going to be available to do this work. That's what right effort is. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So in day-to-day -day life, you know, you forgot to meditate today. Okay, I accept that. But right effort means I'm going to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the real world, you know, I flipped out at my kids today because they didn't clean the house the way I thought they should clean it. Okay, well, that's that's true about me. And, you know, it's not something I feel is a right action. So my right effort is next time to say if I can remember that, you know, I can choose something different. Right. right. Um, so right effort is not doing it good enough. It's showing up to do it. Right. Right. And being okay with where you are. And, and having that will and that want to continue to improve. Yeah. Which is the right thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right effort is something that I practice a lot at home in my relationship. And I mess up a lot at home in my relationship. And it's okay. Because I always try to go back at it knowing I can do something different. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the mess up, there's a reason yeah. for it. It's not yeah. a bad thing when you use it. Yeah, when you... You know, when you don't use it, then it's just another thing to beat yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I usually find something in there for myself. And I can usually find it pretty pretty quickly. Right. <laughs> um, sometimes it does take me a little longer to find it. But I usually can find it. And that's a, that mindful piece of being aware yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. I haven't meditated in, it's been a while. And I think about it in the morning. I am aware and I usually am choosing to hit the snooze alarm. Um, but in accepting that, and this is, this is a really kind of the, at least in my mind, an illustration of the, of the growth for me. Because in my mind, I think, well, I should be meditating every morning, every morning, not every noon, not every midnight, not every, but in the morning. And so in my acceptance of being in this space where I am no longer meditating in the morning because I'm tired and I'm staying late up the night before, I'm moving into the space where I understand that I can come home at night and meditate and that is meditation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's still yeah. still that space. Whereas if I'm holding judgment, I'm just going to continue to hold myself. Well, I didn't meditate this morning, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, no, is, yeah. Yeah. which is that, that effort yeah. piece. And it's, it's kind of what we were talking about interpersonally, what, two episodes ago. Yeah. But doing that with myself, meeting myself where I am, and allowing that. And then starting to have that conversation, well, you know, how can I get through this where where can i co where can i co-create my existence with myself right now because i'm me so you know it's a thing yeah yeah um so it's 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 a very to just continually be open to that space yeah to the movement that in and of itself is an action you know oh, that's, that's, yeah that is that is why it's important um 
to separate this from the others right you know, because this is the this is the step that says you got to keep working right you know you gotta it's always going to be work yeah. so the last the last group was ethical pillars the ethical right. pillars, yeah. right this is what these are the these three they're they're not really categorized um they are the they're essentially the maintenance of the first five okay um they're so in in the maintenance sense right yeah effort itself is the maintenance effort itself is you got to keep showing up every day right um so do we do, are we ready to go on to the next one i think yeah. so yeah okay so the next one is um so the next one's right mindfulness and the one after that is right samadhi high mm -hmm. um so i'll just throw that out there those three things are all practices of being present so yeah the these three are the way that we maintain our right view and our right thought um our right speech right action right livelihood without the continuing effort to see those things we're not going to be able to maintain them without mindfulness which is the next one without mindfulness we don't have the awareness that things are happening so mindfulness is really that part of you that's committing to say i'm willing to see this i'm willing to see it without the judgment i'm willing to be aware of what i have walking into this and aware of what i want to get out of this so that i can choose to let that go and walk into the situation open right mindfulness is being aware of your ups and your downs we've but we've already covered in other steps we're not right. judging those right right we're aware of them though. that's the mindfulness mm -hmm. we're aware of who we're talking to you know am i talking to someone that's going to hear me or am i talking to someone that just wants to talk that's one that i use in this a lot yeah right i try to be really clear about whether i'm in a conversation or whether i'm listening to a presentation right yeah that's a and good one in my right action i choose to not listen to presentations about things that don't interest me or that i don't resonate with right so in my right action i may walk away from that but if i'm not mindful that i'm in it i'm not going to be able to utilize the effort to then walk away from it with right action right right does that make sense that makes yeah. perfect sense that was a really really so what's the traditional um doing it back in the whatever 1400s i don't even know how long ago these things were written the right effort yeah the right mindfulness the right mindfulness yeah. traditionally back when i don't know i don't even know do you have right mindfulness uh is to be diligently aware uh mindful and attentive in regard to your activities of the body yeah uh sensations or feelings um and that's important well i mean they're all important obviously uh and the activities of the mind and then your ideas thoughts conceptions and things so basically it ties everything together 
and asks you to be aware of it. And, and asks you to be aware of it. And that's traditional. And if I remember right, like in the old way of teaching this, it would be so as it's tying all of that together, <clears throat> excuse me, it would say um, that when we seek for pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so that doesn't really fit today. Like, and that would also be sort of a judgment. Like, oh, we're seeking pleasure in in sex or we're seeking pleasure in food or, we, or we're seeking pleasure in our livelihood. That even goes to that when we want to have our livelihood fit us and match us. So um, unless you're going to be a monk abstaining on a mountain, right? we are going to seek for some pleasures. Um, I think I the totally point... I lost on that whole thing. Yeah, the, yeah, there's this whole teaching of... So there's more very dated yeah specifically yeah. with regard to sensations and feelings one should be clearly aware of all forms of feelings and sensations pleasant mm -hmm. unpleasant and neutral of how they appear and disappear within mm -hmm. oneself mm -hmm. concerning the activities mm -hmm. of mind one should be aware of whether one's mind is lustful or not given to hatred or not deluded or not distracted or concentrated etc yeah so what you're talking about is <clears throat> what i'm what is actually bypassing that that piece well they say you know it it states be careful that we're not consistently just seeking for the pleasure without understanding the just the being because when we get caught up in only seeking for the pleasure we aren't in that space that they're teaching of. Does that make sense? Am I well, saying that in a way that... if we're seeking anything, we're not it, even on right, the full path. Because right. then you've, you've skipped the first two. Right, yeah. So, and they kind of reiterate that pretty specifically with the... Um, with these bottom three about, you know, like... A lot of people were looking to go on that next trip. And then experience the pleasure of the trip. But then we come home... And we're seeking that next trip. And if we were on the path, then we could still experience, in, like in modern day, you could experience your trip and be completely satisfied with it without looking to the next trip. If that's making sense. So, so okay. So in mm -hmm. that context, you would be on your first trip, you'd be present and mindful. Yes. And then you would come home, and you would be present and mindful, and mindful. at home yes. instead of being at home, but but being on that next trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they warn about always seeking for the pleasure because through that we'll never really find fulfillment. Right. So we'll always be wanting. It it's it's really about escapism and yeah. addiction and so on and so yeah. forth. There's a lot of that in the greater teaching or the yeah. greater piece of that. Yeah. You know, and being mindful of that. You know, not being hooked up onto right. the pleasure. Yeah. Because then we're never really fulfilled. We're always seeking something next. And we cannot enjoy what we are experiencing. And we cannot right. like you said, we're not you cannot experience it, so we can't enjoy it. We can't be in that space. Mm -hmm. We cannot fully be aware of it. Right. Because we're already on to the next fix. The yeah, next right. fix, the next fix. Right. Which sums up, again, a lot of Western culture. Yeah, modern right? day. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a real thing yeah, in modern I can, day. I can definitely see the addiction to it. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah if you're in that if you're in that kind of mindset you're not practicing anything else yeah. on the eightfold path um because <clears throat> that's the seeking mindset yeah yeah and the seeking mindset um is all about being unpresent yeah so you wouldn't be able to have right view or right thought because you wouldn't be able to disassociate from the baggage of also being in the present mm -hmm. or in the future yeah right um so yeah uh the last one is really simple um right samadhi high is a practice so what it's saying is that you have to have all of these things but you should also have a practice that resonates with it so it's talking specifically about like a yoga or a tai chi or um uh, an actual you know meditation not mindfulness but meditation um any meditative practices is that's what this one's really referring to is it saying do something that reinforces this path on a regular basis right and that would be an action that reinforced it so that right. would be the meditation or the movement mm -hmm. yeah yeah and also i know that um one of the things that in in coming to this one of the things that is important or is highly suggested they say um what do they call it? Is sangha? I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing that right, but your group, you yeah, know, yes, the, you know, doing these right practices, that these samadhi, samadhi high, is that samadhi right? high? Samadhi yeah. high. Yeah. Okay. Samadhi high is really just a word that means the the physical practice of meditation. Right. Okay. So and like I read these, so I didn't yeah. know pronunciation is like yeah. Um, but so the, to be involved as, as part of that, be involved with a group that supports you in that space. Now that yeah. could be one person. It could be 12 people. I mean, right, right. now we have the three of us right. and, you know, right. we hold each other and, and, and support each other in this. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really, really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You have to have something from without. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That you can reflect with because if you don't, you're gonna fall into that confirmation bias place where right. you're just reinforcing what you already believe instead of um, having that you know that second right thought of being able to see things multifacetedly. Right. And you're gonna lose that mm -hmm. piece of it and just fall into more agreeing with what you're already agreeing with. Right. So this has all been very serious, and all of a sudden I can think to it. So make sure we find our Buddha buddy. And, yes. You know. Well, and you know that that is kind of like everything in life when you're when you're working to attain any goal. You attract in people that are usually working to attract that goal too. Right. Yeah. Because that's where you're vibrating at. Um, if you're doing this all by yourself, it does become a very narrow scope. Usually if you're doing this kind of thing, even if you start out by yourself, the universe will pull those people to right. you. Right, yeah. People will be attracted. You know? Absolutely. Like seeks like. Because not everybody is sitting at home right now um, with a community of people that are going to say, oh, 
you're interested in learning about the Noble Eightfold Path. Well, right. we want to do that too. Right. So trust that when you get into a place, if you're looking to do these things, the universe will deliver. And be open to the universe. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, maybe there's a Facebook group that yes. you can join that yeah. you can get some external support from. Yeah. Or maybe there's a, a community somewhere in the internet, you know, mm -hmm. where you don't have to be next door to somebody to have the same beliefs. You can right. be across the country. Exactly. That's you know, the great I mean, thing about today, you know. If you're off in some rural place yeah. where there's 10 houses on the main street and all of them have, you know, one political sign up except for you. <laughs> you know, and uh, you're the only one flying the right? rainbow flag. <laughs> right? Like, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to reach out to your neighbors probably right. for um, support in your spiritual evolution. Right. Um, so you're going to need to reach out to the larger community. Yeah. Right. And if that means going online, if that means, you know, building that community to a point virtually that you can't live in a community like where you are and you move, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it takes you all kinds of different places, but yeah. as long as you find the people to connect with, however that is, you're going to grow the energy. Yeah. You know, the more people you connect with, the more energy you're able to move because that's what connection is. It's the yeah. movement of that energy. Yeah. One of the nice things about all of this is that, you know, as a person who views all these different things, I see this, you know, this list really shows up in bits and pieces and is hinted at in bits and pieces in every self-help book every yeah. self-help every psychology piece yeah you know every uh, it's foundational yeah, yeah it is you know so so we know these are truths yeah you know, we we know that if somebody said this you know 1400 years ago and 600 years ago and 300 years ago and then people in psychology are just coming out with it today you sit there and you look well yeah we we know you know because we've heard so it's just and yet culture just keeps trawling on that train path of yeah. going in the opposite direction. It right. makes no sense. Yeah. It, it really doesn't. Yeah. That's where my craziness comes up yeah. sometimes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And that is, again, why it's so important to have people of like minds. And, right. you know, that's it's so important. Find because, your community. Yeah, absolutely. And your community can be as small as three people. Right. Or as large as 3,000, you know, and... Yeah. Yeah. Start up a chat on the Facebook page. Yeah. And then there we'll we go. See how many people you can connect with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he usually when people start this journey, they start in it from a place of something different than where they're at. So right. it will yeah. take finding new people to come in. And it will happen. Yeah, your community doesn't always grow with you. Right. Absolutely. And that's okay. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling, T-H-R-O-U-2. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com.
You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.